Imposter phenomenon or imposter syndrome is the belief that our own achievements are through accident or through some varied happenstance, while conversely, other people's achievements are through their own strengths. So imposter syndrome minimizes our strengths and overplays other people's strengths. That's what makes it so toxic because it fails to give ourselves credit for the strengths we truly have. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by neuroscientist Dr. Glenn Fox. Dr. Fox teaches a class in high-performance mindset at the University of Southern California. We discuss with Dr. Fox the issue of having imposter syndrome. People who suffer from imposter syndrome have a difficult time believing that their achievements are deserved, and Dr. Fox provides tips on how to avoid falling into this trap. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. I've often suffered from imposter syndrome in the sense, and, I, and correct me if this is the right definition, Glenn, where um, if I'm, when I first started making films, I got to about the fourth or fifth film before I would actually tell people I was a filmmaker because I didn't feel like I earned that right of calling myself a filmmaker even though I was making films. Mm -hmm. And so now we're starting a company and we're, I hate using the term founder because although Paul and I co-founded this company and it's on the business card, I feel like an imposter. Like, what do I know about entrepreneurs? What do I know about starting a business? How dare I call myself a founder? So is that sort of the, the definition of imposter syndrome in, in sort of a, obviously a negative way? That's what it manifests as, is uh -huh. what business do I have doing X? Right. That's the manifestation of an internal belief about our own strengths and also our anxiety around being in a place where we don't think we should be. Really, that's what anxiety really is, is thinking we're not right where we should be at any given time, right? So when we have that anxiety, our mind searches for reasons, it searches for all kinds of, you know, possible causes for why don't I align? Why don't my feelings align with where I am right now? That's what causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. So imposter phenomenon, what makes it so interesting to me is that your brain is making a faulty connection between the successful outcomes you have and the belief that you don't deserve them, that you're faking it. Because those beliefs preceded your success and so you get the reward of the success. And so what does your brain do? It's an association machine. So it goes back through everything you did to get to that success and it says, do that again. This right. worked. Right. And so when it goes through the cycle, it will often shortchange all the steps you did, the strategic thought, mm -hmm. the discipline, the everything else. Mm -hmm. And it goes, huh, that anxiety was a really good part of that success. Do that again. Mm -hmm. And so your brain is learning this really faulty mm -hmm. connection between the anxiety behind a pursuit and the successful outcome that you experienced. So you wired your brain together for that imposter phenomenon. And then what manifests is your belief. So imposter phenomenon is kind of these weird two sides of the coin type of thing that are really interesting. So 
imposter phenomena is very highly correlated with perfectionism. Okay, and what it, what it means for a lot of people is one of two things. So tell me which one you are. I'll tell you which one I am. It's either you have a belief that you have to work so much harder than other people and if you stop working so hard, if you stop burning yourself out, everybody's gonna catch up and they're gonna know you were a phony because you weren't God-gifted talent, right? The other side is you're panicked and you're a perfectionist and you're so worried about messing up and people finding out that you're fake that you procrastinate and then in the last few minutes you hustle everything together, it turns out well and the end result is you saying, ah, I faked them out. Right. I tricked them. They didn't figure out that I have no business being here. Okay, so those are typically the two routes for imposter phenomenon. The other filter for it is how we look at other people. And when we deal with imposter phenomenon, we tend to overemphasize other people's strengths right. and downplay ours and we tend to overemphasize our weaknesses and downplay others. Interesting. What's really happening is we're just shortchanging our own strengths. We're shortchanging our enjoyment of the pursuit of a big goal. The thing that makes us successful is, heart, is smartness and hard work and discipline and purpose of enjoying what we're doing. That's what creates a successful outcome, not the anxiety. The anxiety is limiting those outcomes. Imagine the successful outcome we'd have if we let go of that anxiety yeah. and we just have good habits, good discipline, and we enjoy what we're trying to do and we try to be really good at it because it's kind of like important, right? So that's that's the crux of imposter phenomenon. It does, it is harmful. It's, the, it's pretty much the number one, it's actually probably number two because my work is with entrepreneurs, almost ex is exclusively with entrepreneurs and their mindset. And the, the first thing people want help with is the emotional roller coaster of being a founder of one day you're closing your funding and you've got new clients and things are great. The next day is the market shutting down, you can't get this, you're getting rejected, right. your product doesn't work. Right. So there's an emotional roller coaster. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. But number two is imposter phenomenon. Right. It's like the second thing people say, um, particularly for women, people of color, people from underrepresented groups who don't yeah. typically become entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, those folks really, really have to, have to trudge through some difficult things. Um, and and the, the result, actually the way to deal with imposter phenomenon is actually talk about it. Talk to other people who deal with it. Say like, I just never feel like I belong here. Hearing other successful people say that yeah. helps you lower your boundaries. So vulnerability is a good antidote to imposter phenomenon. Yeah. But, but doesn't it, you know, um, help if there are other people out there that have started companies, that have done these things, uh, that have had gotten to a successful stage, doesn't that prove that it's possible for moi to do yeah. so? Oh, absolutely, right? I mean, that's but, but that's that's kind of, it's actually a very logical statement, right? right? That's like literally logic. Yeah. Right. That's just literally logic. Yeah. This happened, therefore it can happen. Right. That's right. just a logical statement. In imposter phenomenon, you're seeing all the people who tried to do that but didn't. And you're aligning yourself to the people who tried but failed to do that. Yeah, got it. Right. I would say that that's not, so I have a sort of a hybrid and I would say that it's not that I'm looking at the people who failed. I actually don't really fear failure 
by other people's examples of failure. It's more, I think, what you said earlier about the person must be smarter or know something I don't know. Yeah. So I see these people who are successful and I see them rise to these heights. Right. And I'm like, what did they figure out that I don't know? And that's the part where I probably struggle. And that the part about the perfectionism where I feel like I don't have it all figured out. And because I don't have it all figured out, um, things aren't gonna go in the right way without taking into account, which I know this, as I all logically know this, that most founders, when you start a business, you know one thing, you don't know everything. And you grow to know everything, or you find people who know everything that you work with. And so I know these things logically, but the anxiety still creeps in because I'm like, gosh, what do I know about business compared to this person, this person, and that person? And that's sort of where I, I think I struggle. Right, and it's, a, it's one of the faults of perspective taking is to think you understand people just by looking at them or hearing them or talking about them. Right, right? it's one of two things. One is the successful person had a huge tailwind behind them. They had capital and resources and things that helped and, um, or they actually did slug it out, they figured it out, they unlocked the puzzle, they're as brilliant as they say. And neither one is really available to you to know, right? right. So they made up their own journey the way that yours, you're gonna have to make up your own journey, you're gonna have to find your own path. And, um, and by the way, your company is going to be as, as unique as you are. That's, the dif yeah. that's where differentiation comes in. So it'll, it'll succeed or it'll fly based on its ability to differentiate from what else is out there and your ability to, to sell that vision, right? So that, that's one place where that social comparison becomes really, really toxic because we don't know what other people have went through, what they didn't yeah. through. You might look at somebody who comes from a really wealthy family, but it turns out that their parents are really, really mean and abusive. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that money comes with all kinds of limitations Strings. and expectations and all kinds of things. You're like, well, the, you just ask your dad for a million dollar check, who cares? What problems could you possibly have? And you're like, well, my dad's calling me every day and he's second guessing everything. What's the worst thing you can do to somebody taking risk is second guessing, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? So yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we don't know what other people have gone through. We can't, we can't know no. what other people's experience is. So you embrace your ambiguity. That's the hallmark of entrepreneurial mindset. Everyone's on their own path. Yeah. Everyone is on their own path for yep. uh, many, many different reasons. And so what is driving me in all of this is the opportunity to give back to humanity in some way. And whether it's one person or 10,000 people, that really dig into this and get something out of it and they can grow and evolve into the better human being that they want to be or even just take the time to figure out what that is that they want to be mm -hmm. um you know then we've won mm -hmm. right we've won yeah what could be better than that nothing yeah At the end of the day i mean are we gonna be a billion dollar company well i did have a dream that <laughs> Some, <laughs> some, some major sports company bought us for two billion. So I did have that dream. Uh, the end could happen, uh, but it doesn't have to happen. Yep. Uh, what this is more about you and me, Jack, and what we get to do. And yeah. what we get to do is something that is amazing. And it's more complicated than the simple like succeed or fail because I do share your perspective and I do know that if this thing does not work that whatever period of time we put into it will have been a positive thing because yep. we are putting positive things into the world. And I uh, love that, appreciate that, and am happy to be a part of it. 
But the, the other part of it is I want it to succeed. And then the question is, am I good enough to help this thing succeed? You know, and that's where the that, that's where the it's challenge about, is. Yeah, and that, okay, you'll it, never know. I know, I know. You'll never know. There's no right. answer to that. I love question. what you said on our call, by the way. I just love this line that you said there's people who say, fake it till you make it. And you said, but if they made it, maybe they weren't faking it. <laughs> yeah, there's an impossible to. <laughs> right, right. You know, look, I mean, the steps we need to take to go to a different place, to a whatever it is, have to be a little different than we're comfortable with. So you have to step out of your comfort zone. So in some ways, I get where people are coming from and they say, fake it till you make it. I get that, you know, for me, it's teaching in a bigger classroom. It's working with more clients. It's working with things I've never done before where I'm, I'm like, I think I can do that, but I don't know that yeah, I you're can. You're learning it as you go is really what it is. Right? And so yeah. in a sense though, you know, my self-talk is really about, you know, if I'm stepping into a domain where I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to own that and say, listen, here's X, Y, and Z tools I'm going to bring in. I'm not going to fake it with you right now. Here's why I think this is going to work. Here's where I think some of the threats are. Let's evaluate and figure out what we need to do, right? So there's no, there's no faking it, right? If you're working with a stakeholder and you're saying, we're going to take a million dollars from you or a billion dollars and we're going to build this, here's the threat assessment of what it is that we're going to have to go through. And that honesty means you're not faking it. Right. And right. will actually increase your chances of making it, right? Sometimes it's like, yeah, they'll give me a stage and a microphone, say, go talk about mindset. I'm like, I've done this before. Maybe it's a bigger crowd. Maybe it's a little different. Like, yeah, there's some root, but I'm not faking that either. If you right. put me in front of the Coliseum to talk about mindset, I've done that before. I'm not, I'm not faking anything. I right. just know I, I've just done it. I've built up that that capacity. So when it comes to imposter phenomena, you, you almost just kind of have to keep it out of your mind a little bit, right? You got to just say, I, I, I'm going with the wind here and where I need to have an honest conversation with stakeholders, I'm going to do that. So they know that, but there's no faking it involved, period. You know, like you all, we always owe it to ourselves to be authentic wherever we show up. And that includes removing imposter phenomenon from our mental repertoire. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.